Welcome to your doom. Hello and welcome to That's The Issue, the comic book podcast that gets to know the issues that you love. Uh, my name is Matt Loon and joining me this evening is my co-host, uh, as always, is Mr. Wes Messer. Wes, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing quite well. How about you, Matt? I'm doing alright. Yeah, we've um, we've had a few recording issues, we've had a few problems <laughs> trying yeah. to uh, get ourselves started, so we're a little later recording than usual. Um, but um, we're here, and as you just said, Wes, keep calm and carry on. That seems to be the uh, exactly. the way to carry on, the way to get through it. Um, tonight we are going to be talking about Marvel Legacy, um, issue uh, issue number one, um, the major um, Marvel release of this week, uh, of this last week anyway, and we're going to be talking about uh, every single detail, we're going to be going into every spoilerific uh, page, and we're going to be going through it, uh, and we're going to be talking about... Um, you know what? What's next for Marvel, and what kind of things mm-hmm. are being spoiled by it? Um, so, uh, how did you feel about the um, about the issue, Wes? This is interesting. I mean, it's funny in talking about the issue with people online because I was trying to get like a little bit of feedback, kind of get an idea of what people and kind of get and figure out what I feel about. It. And I mean, overall, because you can tell one thing: this is one Jason Aaron was channel was trying to really really hard and trying to be like a D like make this as DC universe rebirth as humanly possible. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is possibly the, like uh, it was a Twitter handle. Uh, it's trash culture that said, this is the, is this book is felt very DC. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But yeah. It felt very DC. I'm like, yeah, it, it, it it's, it's sort of like Marvel. Try, it's like Jason Aaron was channeling Jeff Johns and really trying hard to make this a dc-esque sort of book that has a lot of elements that that would work within like dc universe rebirth but yet it 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 definitely is very but it is a bad read no it's a good it was a good read yeah but it's very much like i like what one i think someone else it's like it's very it's kind of it has a very like like okay here's a teaser for this here's a teaser for that and it sets up. It has a, it has a relatively comprehensive story, but it's still like a lot of teaser, teaser, teaser. Here's a teaser. There's a teaser. We're setting up a lot of stuff and stuff of that nature. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, it just baffles me, really, a little bit that um, that they have the audacity to turn around and go, "Oh, well, no, it's not. Um, it, this, it's not rebirth, it's, it's you know." And we're like, you, you're so influenced by rebirth. It's like DC saying the Terrifics are no relation to Marvel, uh, no relation to Fantastic Four, because they absolutely <laughs> are. You know, they're That's it's right, it. to it. And I, it, I feel like the, it, even the structure of this issue, like we've had, um, we've had, like, kind of. Uh, issues like one-shot issues from Marvel before that have kind of teased the upcoming um, sea change. You know, I don't want to say relaunch or mm-hmm. reboot because they they never use those terms. But uh, we've had like the point one issues. So we had Marvel point one, and then we had all new Marvel point one. Um, there might have even been a third one, um, mm-hmm. and they kind of frame themselves around this 
um, opening story, um, but then led into like an anthology of multiple teases, and that's kind of what Marvel Legacy is. But at the same time, it's the sh- it's structured completely differently. It's structured with this like overarching narrative that will you know will as we get to that we'll uncover who that actually is that's talking. Um, but that was exactly the same in in Rebirth as well. Like you had all the the voiceover basically saying, you know, there's something missing from the DC universe, um, and mm-hmm. this is kind of talking about similar things, like you know, the idea of legacy and the idea of the universe, uh, the mm-hmm. Marvel universe being not being what it was, and things like that. Yeah, um, they 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 really do. They really are trying to say like to you like okay like. Like this is this is about embracing our legacy. This is about showing like okay, we have Marvel people. Like we're showing like in the the Avengers back in back in one million in one million years ago. One the the Avengers BC as they've been lovingly called. So you got like yeah. you got like Odin and Phoenix and and an iron an Iron Fist and a Black Panther and a Starbrand Hulk. Yeah, yeah. And and Agamotto as Doctor Strange. Yeah. And you got. Ghost Rider, who never got to ride the woolly mammoth, which made me sad. Yeah, that made me and, sad. They killed off the woolly mammoth like straight away. Like you, you, ha- you show this this cool woolly mammoth, then you killed the woolly mammoth, and that made me a sad panda. <laughs> but, but I mean, but what's kind of cool is then they're going up against. It. I kind of love they were all rushing against this giant celestial, and you're like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool. And, but what I kind of like it was interesting when they were doing the Spirit of Vengeance book that they have coming out mm-hmm. and we we're all wondering like where in the world's robbie reyes it's like why is and then like, oh they have bigger plans for robbie reyes yeah they, yeah he's they have um, really he's kind of plans for robbie reyes. Yeah. Yeah. they have bigger plans for him though i thought they were gonna have i thought they were gonna be like oh robin oh they have way bigger plans for him i mean they had him in that fight against Starbrand, which i I don't really understand why they had to do the random star brand gonna attack you. What? What? Okay. Uh, Okay. That was a little goofy, but I really, but I like Aaron's take on Robbie Reyes because I, I was like, I really liked that. I thought that was really cool. I thought they handled that pretty dang well. Mm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, firstly, before we dive into it, can I just say that this is, this feels pretty nostalgic to me because our very first episode was discussing DC Rebirth number one, um, and so it feels oh, good yes. to be doing the Marvel equivalent of that now. I gotta dig that. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of almost kind of perfect. It's kind of like okay, we're kind of diving into like the DC Rebirth stuff, and now we're kind of diving into this Marvel Legacy. Yeah, yeah, it's and really cool. It it is really cool, and I and I, and I liked uh, Jose Cardenas. Um, he actually friend of the show he actually messed we were talking a little bit and he's like i hope it brings and i hope marvel legacy brings more positivity i'm like oh, oh it's gonna be a oh, that's a tall order pal that's that's a tall order i mean i mean if you and i'm, I'm not i'm not sure you're playing at this very but early but when it's uh amy zigfield uh she put she posted up a thing on um like the comicsology what the sales were earlier today and mm. marvel legacy was number three behind Saga number one was number one, and Batman Murder Machine was number two. Right. And Marvel Legacy is number three. And while fair, good number, number three on Comixology is not bad, but you can imagine someone at Marvel's going, we, 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 our big relaunch just got, just got, just got number three by 
Hmm. We got beat by Murder Machine and Saga, and and that had that stuck in the craw of somebody at Marvel going, yeah. crap. But but as we as we'll talk about this issue, I think positive word of mouth is go, like one thing you talk about. You see a lot of people talking about is positive word of mouth because she actually mentioned in her Twitter thread is positive word of mouth is going to be everything for this mm. because so. some people because some people like you're talking about this and like one comic store nobody was touching marvel legacy really nobody nope Why? i was early in the day but people got burned by yeah, some people like some shows. comic store yeah some comic store though they weren't giving away they weren't doing what some comic, some comic stores are doing some crazy stuff like like uh, I know some just put it like some actually put Marvel Legacy in their customers pool list. Mm. Like if they had a pool, you got Marvel Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Which right makes back. sense. If you're reading Marvel, then you're going to want to read Marvel Legacy, aren't you really? For and they the gave it to them for free. Gave it to them for free. For free. Wow. And some people, and then they put, they gave them to free, they had your pool list for free. Yep. And then some people were doing like and some people were getting like on the shelf. It was like half off. Wow! Just to get rid of them, like, just because a lot of these stores got burned as hard as anyone else. Hmm. So what their mindset is, they're trying to grab their customer base back by thinking, "Hmm, how do we get our customers? How do we get our customers to trust Marvel again?" Well, we might have to take a little bit of a hit ourselves because some comic stores can't afford to take that hit. No, some but some can just go. Okay, we got to get our trust of the customers back. So okay, you got Marvel mm. Legacy. Here you go, and then shelf copies half off or some. I mean, like I paid five. I paid five ninety nine for it. I got I got my copy. What was kind of cool is like, and then what was kind of neat though, is some comic stores actually got the free um, Foom magazine. Oh yeah, I, I I didn't pick it up because I obviously I bought this um, digitally. So I didn't but get a chance to read that food. I liked what how they, but I liked how they did the food magazine. I, took, I, I haven't read it fully, but I, but I took a look through it. I really liked how they handle it because it's really, it's a really cool way, like to kind of get people. It's kind of like okay, they're doing ground. They're trying to really sell you on okay. Here's what we got coming up. Here's what we got going on. So between the food magazine and Marvel Legacy, you can kind of see. By God, they're trying. I mean, yeah. Are they perfect? No. But are they trying? Well, like the the Foom magazine kind of reminds me of, um, as it as it should do really of of old school Marvel of like kind of the old, mm-hmm. um, much. you know the the old kind of attitude, the old Stanley's you know way of selling, way of talking, way of um, way of kind of pushing the you know the Marvel machine forward, um, and to that to that extent, like the the um adverts at the beginning of the issue uh, and through like. the issues like they're all like they've all got that kind of um that voice to them and even at the end of this issue like the the kind of the letters page so to speak mm-hmm. um like start, like marvel legacy lowdown and it's like the heading for it is axel says well, like Axel S E Z like, or S E Z like Axel says, which is mm-hmm. which is like an old again. It's just that little headline is very old school Marvel, and I feel like they are trying in that sense, and I feel like they are trying to recapture that. But I don't know if it's because we're too close or we 
we read too many like behind the scenes stuff or we spend too long on comics twitter but i feel like there's like <laughs> I, a there's a cynical edge to it there's like a bit of a they're not doing it because that's what they that's how they are they're doing it because this is like another another tactic another another way of trying to of trying to get the readership back which again i can't blame them because it is a business but it just it, there's something cynical about there's an, a cynical edge to it in my head but i don't know if that's just me and that's just my um, my bias going going into it. If that makes sense. It does. I mean, they're not. Yes, they're a business. Yes, there's a little bit of a cynical edge to it when you think about it a minute. But at the same time, there is like when DC did Rebirth, DC Universe Rebirth. Hmm. Holy crap! That was one of the most genuine. Oh my lord, we screwed up. Oh, we know we screwed up. Yeah. No, no, we screwed up. No, we we. We messed up. Here, give us another shot. I mean, like they priced DC Universe Rebirth three two ninety nine right off the bat for that first printing. Mm-hmm. No problem. Two ninety nine. Here you go. Have at it. Two ninety nine for a nice little DC Universe Rebirth. And I think that's why some comic stores did with that with Marvel Legacy for the shelf copy, so they could go. Well, if we're going to get people to try this out, okay, we we'll have to do what DC did and just do it ourselves because yeah. and. But, but DC, but DC wasn't really. They they fully said we messed up. They had their hats in their hands and going, we screwed up. Please give us another shot. And they really, they really did the full court press. Yeah. Marvel. The, there's a reason why some people are as cynical about this as they are, because there are some people that, no matter what, Marvel does, they'll be a little bit cynical. They'll give it another shot. Like they'll be keeping an eye on it. For the next couple months to see what they what this goes through, but people are a little cynical, yeah, because and justifiably cynical. They're cynical because of the fact that some of these cats got really burned hard by Marvel and Marvel. They are they're not they're not full. They haven't fully admitted all their faults yet. Mm. But this is like as close as you're gonna get. Like if you're ever gonna get Marvel to more or less say, okay, we're embracing legacy, we're trying. It's like okay, we're we're trying to get like the most thing you can tell is they they want to get you back. Yeah. They just they're and they're sort of trying and it's sort of like they're they're taking their like DC took didn't even take baby steps they just went <laughs> they just leaped and yeah, trying yeah. to get people back. Marvel is kind of doing I'm not sure if I call it baby steps but it's some I'm not sure what I would call like what they're mm-hmm. I think it's like sort of like in, as it's like they're not doing a leap but it's more like in, eh, they're they're halfway there. I know what you mean. But not all the way there. Like yeah. they yeah. they're not they're like going, okay, we're taking a little bit, we're taking a look back, we're taking a but we're not they're taking like just a half a step back. Like DC took a full step back and went, Okay, what can we do to make this mm-hmm. stuff better? Marvel's only kind of taking half a step back to figure out what they can do better. And so it's a very weird situation Marvel's trying to figure out here. Mm, yeah. yeah i think if i i think the issue is is kind of half on me i think really um because i think if i didn't follow marvel editorial so much and if i didn't <clears throat> read everything that came out from them and kind of read their statements and read their reactions to things <clears throat> then i wouldn't have such a cynical view of them um and i think if i read this issue 
if I read Marvel Legacy number one, like how I used to read Marvel comics, which is just, you know, I'd, I'd go to the store, I'd pick it up, I'd sit down and I'd read it. I'd absolutely love it. And I feel like it's everything I want it to be. And I think there's a lot of fans, comic fans, that feel like that, which is Marvel is doing on paper, well, literally on paper, but, you know, in, in theory, they're doing everything that they should. They're going back to legacy numbering. Yeah. They're bringing back classic characters. Um, they're, you know, they're trying to recapture the the kind of golden days not the golden age but like the halcyon days of of the merry marvel um <laughs> and on the other side of the like the fence dc are you know they're they've all they've just released all new number ones uh well like last year they released all new number ones and they're you know pushing forward with a very controversial crossover with the watchman um <laughs> or just watchman and that and so on paper or in in theory that feels as though a lot of the animosity should be aimed at DC rather than Marvel and fans should be you know loving Marvel and really cautious of DC where is in my opinion and I, I might be in the overwhelming minority here but like mm-hmm. from what I've seen of what people have said and things it seems like the opposite is true like people seem extremely cautious of Marvel and extremely kind of cynical of this you know this all new legacy initiative and you know and i think that is due in part to secret empire being so um bad um but and i think the other side of that is rebirth was such a success that people are giving dc a lot more time a day and i think that then leads people to be a little more optimistic going into watchmen um, or going into Doomsday Clock. I mean, what do you think? How do you think people are reacting to kind of both companies? Well, so far, like from what I've seen, there is a lot of people that are going, it's actually not bad. I mean, like people who aren't really, like they do read the stuff that Marvel does, mm. but there are people who are really like, this is actually pretty dang and they're really excited. And some are operating a lot more, cautiously like they're not there but not they're kind of getting there but not all the way there because some people just really want to get to go hmm. get back they want to get to see marvel get back to the point where marvel can be marvel that yeah a marvel that they really like because people is a lot of comic stores feel that way too because right now when you see how comic stores look at this and they're reading it it's like it's actually really solid but it's one of the things where they're like it's really solid but they're also very much like but we got burned hard yeah like like there are some people right now that with um like marvel is they're not making as much on marvel comics as they used to and when marvel's and they're not making as much on the stuff they used to make like marvel used to be like the top seller for almost any comic store now it's a like dc's taken over or image is taken over yeah. or stuff like that and it's taken a completely different turn than what they ever could have imagined mm. so that legacy now the one thing about legacy is it has been getting pretty has been getting relatively pretty positive positive word of mouth because mm. i mean for every person like eh, there will there's no one that's outright hated it no there's i haven't read anything that people or someone said oh it's a bad story not a bad story it's just 
there's a lot of people who are also sort of like, it's like, but it's like, it's there. Like the words you can say is it's, it's almost there, but not quite there the way they would like it. But because the one thing about like when you get DC universe rebirth, it's okay. You had Wally West coming back, coming, coming back in full mm-hmm. and the entire, and then you get like the Dr. Manhattan tease and you get like all that set up and all this stuff and the issue sort of like Wally trying to find his way back and him and through him you get introduced to like seeing Barry find remembering Barry and all this other stuff happens and then he takes you on kind of like a journey through what the DC universe is like now and what's and kind of like the idea who might have caused the stuff that's going on with DC and stuff yeah. like that so Wally's sort of like your thread to kind of make the story more cohesive Marvel Legacy their loosely cohesive structure is the celestial, but he's not. But since celestial's not in the entire issue, threading you through it, or yeah, or any of the BC character stuff like that. Instead of being a, more of a cohesive story, it's more of a. I like one comment I got. It's it's like a collection of vignettes. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly like, that's kind of what I was trying to get at earlier, and I couldn't couldn't mm-hmm. find the words for it. Is the the previous versions of this issue are like Marvel Point One and all new Marvel Point One. Mm-hmm. And those were very much anthology stories, like they'd dedicate two or three pages. Yeah, and that and that worked. But I think that this issue seems to like it feels as though the the, the initial script for it was exactly the same thing. Was just this kind of um Marvel B C the celestial stuff was the framing narrative and then it would cut to different different stories, different people, different characters to find out what they're up to and what's teasing what's next. But instead, it feels as though the final script for this has looked at Rebirth and gone, right, well, we want one of those, please. And they've just kind of re-figured it, re, you know, rejigged it, re-kind of, um, you know, re-narrated it in order to make it feel very reminiscent of rebirth i mean i don't know it, it could just be the fact that i'm i'm looking for comparisons i don't know but it, it does feel very similar it feels like a very you know you could read these two issues next to each other and you know they they have the same modus operandi they have mm-hmm. the same structure they have the same like end result really which is to try and end on a major cliffhanger teaser it's not as impactful this one as the DC Rebirth one, mainly because Marvel leaked it. They leaked the massive tease early, and also even if they didn't, it, it, it's not it's not that big of a deal. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So we should we go into the issue anyway. I think we've talked about um. Oh we've yeah. Talked yeah. about the issue before without actually talking about it. Um. I mean, straight off the bat, it's uh, Jason Aaron and Isad Rubik. Um. I have to say, like Isad Rubik is a is a fantastic choice for it because it reminds me of the Secret Empire, uh, Secret Wars, uh, with Jonathan Hickman. It reminds me of mm-hmm. Thor, God of Thunder that he did with also with Jason Aaron, um, and it makes the whole issue feel epic. It feels as epic Beautiful. as it, yeah, it feels as important as they want it to feel, uh, and that's mainly because of Isad Rubik's art. It's just amazing. Um, but it starts off with the uh, million years ago um, Stone Age Earth 
and as you say it covers like the Avengers BC which is Odin um, a Black Panther a Star Brand a Iron Fist a Ghost Rider and Agamotto um, and Phoenix um, and it makes sense that it's these characters because these are all kind of immortal legacy characters really aren't mm-hmm. they um, and it intrinsic to their character is the idea of um, they're being like they're not being one but they're just being the next one um, so whether that's the Sorcerer Supreme whether that's the wielder of the Odin force or whether it's the um, the king of Wakanda or the ruler of Wakanda um, and some of these characters have had that legacy like intrinsic to them from the very start um, so it's interesting that they choose to do to do it this way to kind of focus on Marvel legacy by going right back to the beginning of some of the legacy characters the earliest legacy I thought that characters. was cool yeah um, the celestial turning up I mean that's like a deranged celestial I mean that seems to be the kind of focus of the 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 loose focus of the issue anyway because the there being a celestial that seems to be digging it seems to be searching for something so there's something under the ground that it's looking for um and this was a million years ago and it obviously didn't find it because a million years in the future from this so back in the present day um we follow as you say we follow Robbie Reyes which is the current ghost rider um and can I just say that I, I'm not a motorbike person, so I much prefer Ghost Rider with a car. And I think that's a that's a super hot take. Um, but I think I much prefer Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider to um, to like is it Danny Ketch and um, Johnny Blaze? You know, I I don't know about you, but I was not expecting to see. Ghost Rider and Starbrand going at it that in was this issue. Odd. I still that was probably out of all the issue that was one of the scenes that made me scratch. I, I still left my head scratching, going, "Why? I don't get yeah. why they're fighting." I mean, even it's funny. Even Robbie Reyes is like, "Huh? Why are we fighting?" <laughs> and it actually does make sense of Robbie Reyes's reaction of going, "Why are we fighting?" Okay, yeah. uh, I quite like that like, reaction throw, to it. You want to throw down? Okay, let's do. <laughs> Yeah, and it's interesting because it's it's obviously their their characters based on the, you know, the intro with the with the one million BC Avengers. You know, they're both legacy characters, aren't they? You know, they're um, very much kind of ingrained in the Marvel universe. Well, Starbrand is is obviously from the new universe, um, but Hickman brought him into the the Marvel universe proper, and this idea of kind of cosmic legacy weighing down on his shoulders has always been a part of the part of the character. Yeah. Um but um but it's a good it's a good bit. Like I quite liked the um the the Ghost Rider and Starbrand fight that kind of keeps like kind of punctuating this issue a little bit. Um actually, it is quite yeah, that was actually kinda of cool because it's kinda of cool to see how it punctuates. I mean the the initial setup is sort of like okay, that's weird, but it's actually kinda of like but it's kinda of like with Robbie Reyes by the entire fight is sort of going, Why are we fighting? Wait, yeah. Why are we fighting? Because it's like I'm, I'm game to throw down. I mean, hey, I and I and also by the way, Robbie Reyes is actually quickly becoming like I'm really loving his Ghost Rider. Every time I read, see more of it, I'm like, I really like Robbie Reyes as a Ghost Rider. And, yeah, me too. Yeah, 
I think I was um, what I was trying to say before, um, and you Sorry, weren't able to hear me. No, no, um, like last time, I, you weren't able to hear me when we uh, when we were recording. But uh, a bit of a hot take of mine is the fact that I do prefer. I think I prefer Ghost Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider to any of the previous Ghost Riders purely because I'm not I'm not a motorbike guy. Like I don't like motorbikes, so like I much prefer like the kind of the car he's driving, uh, this kind of like hell on wheels uh, that Robbie car. Reyes drives around the muscle car. Yeah, I, I much prefer that. So I think uh, as a stylistic choice, I think it's very cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's why you can see why Agent of Shield uses uses the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider. In that in the re- yeah, in the last yeah. in the in the last season of it because it's because they really because it really is a cool visual I mean motorcycle motorbike looks cool but dude a dude riding a massive muscle car into battle and then he comes out and he's it looks like and he look, and it's like oh that's a cool visual that muscle car makes for a really cool visual so yeah. So yeah, it's like, and that's what works so well for it. Yeah, and so like this kind of storyline, I think um, to kind of follow the the Star Brand and Ghost Rider storyline all the way through, um, it kind of it it gets interrupted as we go through the issue. But basically, they fight. They've been drawn to this kind of same location um, in the in the middle of Cape Town in South Africa um, mm-hmm. to like an archaeological dig. Um, and Ghost Rider's got no clue. He kind of fell asleep in the car and woke up, and the car had driven him to Cape Town. How he managed to do that, I don't know, but <laughs> like he, he got, he must have got wet at one point. Um, but they fought, and Ghost Rider defeats him uh, with a power that he he never knew he had, like the penance stare. That was interesting. Kind of, that's a really cool kind of a really like, cool moment, which I imagine like Spirits of Vengeance will will hopefully pick up on. Uh, this kind of idea of of feeding you know all of your sins back to you in kind of like a concentrated burst which is a pretty yeah, uh, really a pretty cool move for ghost rider yeah um and basically starbrand is saying look you know the only reason we're both drawn here is this uh the sleeping the sleeper will wake the horde will feed the final host um, and then you cut to the um, the archaeologists in the they have dug underground, and they find this um, these old ancient symbols of um, the million BC Avengers, and then they find this huge sleeping celestial, uh, this kind of the feral celestial that was uh, that was a million years prior uh, fighting Odin, uh, Odin and uh, and Phoenix and all them, um, and that's kind of that's where it leaves that kind of storyline um but it also i mean you can't say the issue doesn't pick up on a thousand other storylines um oh, it goes nuts like, in the midst of that it's like you have like that storyline's going on then you got these sort of like i guess you call it sort of like the legacy character battle where you have jane you have thor jane foster and her then you have sam wilson in his final bit with captain america as he's already yeah. saying this is going to be my last fight as Captain America. Oh, cool! This is like this is going to be a heck of a way to go. Heck of a mm. way that in my Captain America time, and then, and then uh, Ironheart popping in. So it's sort of like the legacy character battle against the Frost Giants. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That was interesting. It, it sort of like gave a nice little look as Jane Foster's in rough shape. Yeah, she's not, they're talking so about she's how she's good. in rough shape right now. Like her cancer, she's losing her battle of cancer, but. She's still doing her thing in the even in the last bit and and it's like 
man. And then, and not sure. And then Ironheart's got her battle, and like Ironheart's sort of like fighting her, and she's like the one person that's gonna go on to kind of be still be Ironheart at the end after this is all said and done. Mm, yeah, yeah. That we know of until, and then we see other pits pop up later on in the issue, but. It's a very interesting how they set up the how they set up like Loki sets these frost giants off to go to go after this object. Yeah. Which, which is like which is as we as reveals us later on, but it's kind of funny to see how this sets sets itself up and yeah. it's like huh. So Loki sends in sends in the horde of frost giants and then they get into this big old battle with the frost giants as the uh, sol- as the soldiers are like no match for these things and then and here comes like. And then, like, as these frost giants, like, and then, of course, as Thor, Captain America, and Ironheart deal with these different frost giants, and then, and then one gets away in the skirmish, and they're both, pretty, they're all pretty much like, you know what, yeah, we had a pretty good, we had a pretty good, that was a pretty fun little fight, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty fun. And then, and then I love that Ironheart was wanting to say Avengers Assemble. Well, yeah, I think that's like, that's kind of a fun um, nod. I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a clue as well, I think, because um, what's recently been announced is the idea that the Avengers, all of the Avengers series, like apparently there's four Avengers comics out at the moment. Um, There's Avengers, I assume they're counting champions into that. So it's Avengers, champions, uncanny Avengers and US Avengers. Um, In When Legacy kicks off, um, a few weeks into Legacy, they're going to be going uh weekly with the avengers series so each week no surrender yeah the no surrender storyline yeah so it's a 16 part storyline that's um that's starting in i think it is well it's actually a few months away it's starting in february i think and ending in april um, and it ends in april and then it ends with avengers 700 yeah avengers ends with avengers 700 and i i get a feeling that they're they're going to bring you know, I think it might it might be explicitly stated as well. I think they're going to bring all the Avengers series into one. So I think there's going to be just one Avengers series, which is kind of alluded to with Ironheart saying, "I kind of basically saying I'm, I miss being an Avenger." You know, so I think um, I think they're going to end up with one big kind of super team that's going to be in know, kind of a bi-weekly, you know, bi-weekly yeah. format kind of thing. Maybe I was just about to say. Yeah, like a bi-weekly format, and they could kind of do like different storyline. Like if they if we kind of get a Hickman esque sort of Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is sort of like a large Avengers team, kind of like rotating around. Like that would actually be really mm, cool. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that That'd makes sense. Really like kind fun, of a that was a Spider-Man brand new day kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. Because I, think... I like that. I, I will be curious to see how they because they. Because they set up a really because in they set up a teaser bit of Jarvis seeing the statue on the Avengers Mansion front lawn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and sees and sees a girl, and he's like, "Huh." And and the girl Voy- the Voyager is her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they see and he sees the statue, and he's like, "Huh." Something seems where everything's as it should be. I'm like, "Yes." Okay, here yeah. we go. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's kind of um, it's it's setting up something i think i mean i get the feeling that's gonna that's either going to be resolved before no surrender or that's going to be as a result of no surrender so they're they're planning they're planning far ahead at this point but um the uh newsarama did an interview with tom brevoort um i don't know if you read it but um he talks about uh the 
after effects of legacy and and specifically no surrender in the avengers storyline and he kind of says it, it like, to him it makes well what he's saying now is it makes no sense for there to be multiple avengers books despite the fact that that's been the push of marvel for the last 10 years um like the the idea of there being multiple avengers books makes no sense it makes more sense for there to be one avengers book that just comes out more often um and i certainly i think i appreciate that like i'd i'd appreciate kind of even if it was ended up being a bit more like batman eternal where it's just like yes it's coming out weekly but you know this is a three-part story that is about um you know that's about kind of jarvis and nadia pym and and wasp and then um or janna van dyne wasp as well and then like the next the next uh, three-parter is a different writer a different artist and they're talking about vision or something and it's just like you know yes it's one yes it's one title but they they cover different things each each storyline kind of thing and i, I mean i'll be fine with that um yeah that'd be fine i think but, they'll you know, be I, mean, I think if this is the direction they're going to go and like because legacy really does hint towards the fact that they're going to be doing some severe streamlining so yes yeah heavy streamlining yeah i got and... that sense as well like it's not um it's not explicitly stated anywhere um and marvel like the marvel legacy books that they've announced there's certainly plenty of them um but i completely agree with that yeah and there's a lot but like right so interesting because like because then when you when like the frost giants bits as like one gets away in the midst of that skirmish here comes here comes like wolverine coming into yeah. coming in coming into the game and it's like because that the the logan reveal is awesome yeah the logan like, reveal is good that was it's actually a pretty cool reveal because it's like mm-hmm. at first they when you read the the initial like spoiler preview of it you're like when it first was read like eh, it's a kind of and then it's like that's actually a really cool re- reintroduction of Wolby just like and then puts his and then puts his beer in the frost giants like ah, keeps my beer cold <laughs> yeah yeah like, i only really clocked that afterwards because it's a frost giant like he's he's blood to be cold i imagine so it just kind of keeps the beer do. cold and and then and then of course the coolest bit is the infinity gem it's like wolverine yeah. has a flipping infinity gem yeah so what loki was after what he sent to the frost giants to earth to find what they broke into a shield an X shield base to uncover and what the Avengers tried to prevent them from stealing was this infinity stone or infinity gem and uh, now Wolverine has it and it's the blue infinity gem which I um, I had to look up I've just had a look and it's it's the time gem apparently um, so I don't know how relevant that is to anything but um, that's quite an interesting an interesting one to, to give him because they the, show think, another bit I think the last time we saw the the time gem was in Hickman's uh, Avengers um, Time Runs Out uh, storyline, yeah. or the one before that, where the uh, Captain America and the Avengers were kind of hurled constantly forward in time. I don't know if you remember that kind of story arc. Um, they were hurled like I, I remember a little bit. It's been a while. Yeah, it has, it's been a minute since I I read it as well. But it was kind of uh, they were they were hurled like 10 like 10 20 years 50 years thirty thousand years and then to a world that was just run by like ai and um and like ultron taking over the world again and all that stuff and then the time jam time time jam um 
the sequel to Space Jam, Time Jam. Um, the, <laughs> time, uh, time, the Time Jam just threw them back in time, and then I think it, um, I think it shattered or it just disappeared. Um, and then to find out that Shield has it, and then now uh, Wolverine has it. Um, that's that'll be interesting to to see where that leads. Because you seem like it's like what they're they're saying. They pretty much set up a lot of stuff from this. This issue pretty much is sort of like how we do like a version of like DC Universe Rebirth mm-hmm. in a Marvel in, in a Marvel style. So it's like okay, and then like when they have Jean Grey visit where Wolverine's Wolverine's grave was, so to speak, yeah. in that animantium, and then suddenly, well, he's out of the husk. Yeah, he's so. He's out. Okay. Yeah, so it literally is the, like, the same Wolverine that's just kind of broken free of this adamantium um, prison that he was in. I like Jean's like, well, see you soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I mean, if anyone is going to be unsurprised by the, the re, like the surviving death, it's going to be Jean Grey, I suppose. It's like Jean's sort of like, well, see you soon. Because soon we're going to, I almost bet like all the Wolverine stuff's going to be followed up on, probably, you'll probably see something in X-Men, but you'll see probably a heavy amount of it in Phoenix Resurrection. Yeah, I imagine so, actually. Yeah. I imagine what, I mean, he might be the cause of that. He might, like, with a time gem, he might go back and bring Phoenix back to life or something. That's right. Yeah, because they'll go have, because they'll have Jean Grey and, and it'll be Wolverine. Because it's going to be funny, because if they don't bring, if they're not planning on bringing back uh, adult Scott Summers back, Adult Scott Summers back to the scene, then yeah. this will be one of the first times in forever that Logan and Gene could actually get together. Someone mentioned that. Someone mentioned that online. The idea of Gene and yeah, Gene and Wolverine basically rekindling their love and like following it. the storyline all the way through to them getting married. But then on their wedding day, adult Cyclops comes back or something. Like someone, someone kind of mentioned that as a as a story plot. And they're like, "I'm calling it now. This is what's going to happen." Um, and that was. I wish I knew who uh, who I could credit I that to. That would be, but, that's um, cool. but yeah, that that's kind of a fun fun concept. Now I didn't really think of that, but but the the idea that uh, Gene and uh, Gene and Logan would be the the first time they're back together. I think it might have even been on Bleeding Cool actually. Um, but um, but yeah, I think I mean, they uh, like it could work. I think it'll be a cool. I think mean, that's actually be kind of cool because they do set up a lot of really cool stuff for Legacy. I mean that that's the one thing I do appreciate about Marvel Legacy is mm. is it a bad story? Well, heck no, it's a good story. I it's just it's very interesting to see that they've got a lot and Jason Aaron all the stuff he had to do. Whew, props to mm. that dude yeah well i mean that, it's a lot of there's a lot of juggling parts and you know i i'm still I, I still can't get out of my pessimistic head when it comes to it like i'm 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 cautiously optimistic for legacy and i want to be and i think there's going to be a lot of good things that come out of legacy um but uh, at the same time i i do feel for jason Aaron and i feel like he you know, he kind of had an unenviable job of of pulling all of this together, and this with Rebirth, it very much felt like Jeff Johns had the reins, and he was like, right, this is what I want to do, this is the direction I want to go, and these are all the pieces to that one massive puzzle. Whereas with this one, this feels like 
editorial this feels like the whole like a marvel writers summit going around right these are all the pieces now jason aaron you know or whoever you know who wants this job jason aaron raises his hand and goes right okay it's your job to put all these together into one coherent whole so it kind of feels like it's the opposite way around than rebirth um but you know yeah i mean some of the other things we get we get um we get three pages in a row that doesn't that doesn't seem um uh doesn't seem like it's a coincidence that we get the the holy trinity of of the avengers uh we get captain america um looking like you know he's he's going to be returning he's going to be like the long journey home essentially that we know he's going on uh, following secret empire mm-hmm. and then um we cut to asgardia and we cut to thor and uh, the Odin son, and uh, the um, the royal Asgardian vizier, uh, a god whose job it is to foresee the future, uh, ends up committing suicide uh, because he said the Mangog is coming. Um, so I think that's probably the start of, you know, something that would eventually lead indirectly to Thor uh, regaining his hammer. And especially and then, since there's a death of Thor storyline soon, so. Well, yeah, so like, yeah, yeah and, and Thor seven hundred is going to be the death of Thor part one. So, okay. yeah, and then um, the third part is is obviously the third part of that triangle is Tony Stark, Iron Man, and uh, Mary Jane Watson uh, goes to a Stark facility where where Tony Stark was comatose and has been has been since the end of Civil War two, um, and she goes in there and it's and it's empty and he's missing and that's going to be the mystery that sets up. Um, Iron Man five nine three, I think it is moving forward. Um, so that's that kind of the three the three main Avengers that have been off the board in one way or another um, for a number of months, if not years now, um, and uh, that's kind of the journey to bringing them back, isn't it? Really, exactly, because that's the journey. Is now they've got to get now all the pieces are getting put back into. Okay, we got Tony Stark coming back. We got Captain America coming back. And now all the because, and it's like it's kind of funny because then they're bringing back and then they're putting uh, and and they're putting a lot and then pretty much it's like and then they've got, and then it's like even like the X Men stuff set up. It's like Wolverine's back, Jean Grey's coming back, so, and yeah. then you've got, and then it's like and then and all they need to do is just figure out a way to bring back Bruce Banner fully as the Hulk. Yeah, which has been hinted at in kind of variant covers and things. People are saying, "Oh, there's a potential that he's going to come back," um, but um, but there's been no, there's nothing on the page that suggests that. And then yeah. they've got, then they've got uh, Amadeus Cho getting summoned to go to. Oh, I'm Hall. so excited for that! I don't know why I'm really excited. Like, obviously, yeah, Greg Pak's coming back, but Amadeus Cho is obviously a very different Hulk uh, to to. Um, to banner and i think you know he's not motivated by anger like he's not driven by anger like like banner was so the idea of, of amadeus cho ninth or tenth smartest person on the planet um being thrust into a situation that is literally just all violence and he's just surrounded by having to you know fight his way out and to use his anger rather than his wits i think it's going to be a really fascinating story i think it's going to be interesting there's that Marvel has some really cool stuff coming out of what they're wanting to do with Legacy. There's a lot. I mean, that's why I'm sort of like going. So in those Legacy is an amazing foundation for what they want to do yeah. with Marvel going yeah. forward. 
Well, the only other um, the only other one I want to touch on before we uh, we we touch on the the final few pages and like the biggest the the biggest reveal in my opinion yes. um, is the um, there's a Deadpool one uh, where he's just kind of um, he's just sat there going <laughs> like uh, he wants to get punished. He's fi- trying to find his place in the world. Get die. Yeah, he wa- yeah, he wants to wants to die basically because of he's he's been manipulated by Hydra Cap and he's he's murdered Phil Coulson and he's he's not happy about it. Um, and then there's another one with Doctor Strange that's picking up on the Amazing Spider-Man um, run at the moment. I don't know if you're keeping up with Amazing Spider-Man, um, but um, the most recent issue sees um, Norman Osborn travelling to... Um, I think it's he, he travels to like Tibet or something. I don't think it's Kunlun, but um, it's something similar. Um, and he he goes to this temple... And the, they say you, only a few people in the world could find us. And he says, I want to learn the mystic arts. And they say, okay, come with me. And he puts his hand on this orb. And um, then he goes on this massive journey, this quest that takes months and months. And he, he learns these mystic arts. And as soon as he becomes this mystic master... He turns around and he murders all of the the monks, and he says, "I I have the big I have the the mo- I'm the most powerful being in the universe now," and he and he he takes off to to take on the Sorcerer Supreme, but then you realise that it's all it's all in his head, and he he's still in that first room just as he arrived in the at the temple, and he's still got his hand on this orb, and he takes his hand off and he says, "What was that?" And they say, "Well, that was your first test, and you failed." Um, you know, you you could have all this power, but we know now what you do with it, and you're not worthy. And so they kick him out, and then in a, he turn he turns around, and he can't he can no longer see this temple. But instead of being disappointed, he's really kind of he starts laughing, and he's like, I know, I now know that I can wield that power. I now know that I I can earn, I can like learn that power. I can earn that power. Um, and so that's kind of what this is hinting at in this in this panel here, where is you know he's he was knocking on the door, or he was kind of lurking in the shrubbery of um, of the Sanctum Santorum, and uh, and there he kind of walks off and says, you know, Norman Osborn will not be denied, um, and so that's kind of the where that's all coming from. So that's that's an interesting thing. So you don't mess with Doctor Strange's shrubbery. Yeah. <laughs> you do not mess with Doctor Strange's shrubbery. Yeah, we've we've uh, we've figured that out. Yeah. But we learned that the, heart- um, the the other big one was um, the intergalactic empire of Wakanda. Oh, that's crazy! I cannot wait to see where that. Looks. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That um, and, that looks mental. And then the big, and then of course the Fantastic Four. The reveal. Fantastic Four reveal. Yeah, you. I mean, it, it teases it early in the issue with um, Ben and Johnny stood on the rooftop. They fire the four symbol into the air. They, you know, this is. For us, it's very kind of, you know, it, it makes sense for these characters to to do this, to be to be reminiscent of the Fantastic Four. However, in the grander Marvel scheme of things, this is um, being more explicit about the Fantastic Four than they have been in eighteen months, two years. Um, they've you know, that about two yeah, years they now. don't mention the Fantastic Four. Nothing really gets mentioned. Some they hint at it. Bendis has got away with it a lot more than others, but I think he's. You know, he's kind of. If anyone's going to be able to have carte blanche to to say and do what they want, it's Bendis at this point. Um, but yeah, the uh, the last couple of pages is Valeria Franklin talking, and then they say, "Well, 
they talk about like what's going on and kind of talk about their adventures and like traveling around like the multiverse and cop and all the cosmic space and so forth and and then they mention Reed. they mention they say like oh so okay they mention Reed. they mention everybody it's like okay so they are plotting out because and they say a lot of the stuff that you see in these last couple pages is going to be hit on touched on in marvel 2 and 1 yes yeah so like okay so ben and johnny looks like they're going to be on a cosmic adventure mm. soon well getting their family back together again it seems yeah like. i don't know if you um i don't think i've got it now but um oh yeah the at the end of the book um there's um the front covers to some of the new legacy titles that are coming out and the front they don't have it close by no but the the front cover to uh, marvel 2 in 1 um the the 2 of marvel 2 in 1 is in the style of the fantastic fours 4 symbol so it's um it's a circular symbol a white symbol with a blue border and a blue number 2 in the middle um and on the um i don't know what they call it like the top left corner there's like the the kind of the the banner of the of the issue um you know the the black panther series has got black panther's face incredible hulk has got the incredible hulk's face uh iron man similarly has got iron man and iron heart but the marvel 2 in 1 um front cover has got the 2 symbol again um so i get the feeling that marvel 2 in 1 is going to turn into fantastic 4 at some point it seems like it because it seems like one neat thing they could do with this book is as they as they get a new member to the team, so as they get their team together, it's like they can kind of set up, and then then when they get it all together, it's like have the issue be four, and then boom, mm. Marvel two and one, Fantastic, if and set up Fantastic Four whenever they can, because seems like Marvel's about ready to go. Yeah, we're getting Fantastic Four back. Screw it. It's like what about the Fox right? Yeah, yeah. I think they would they <laughs> but, would much rather not have DC step on their toes with the terrifics um, I think they, they don't like I mean they will what, I don't think they appreciated that I think they yeah. were like wait I, think, I, I don't think they appreciated that but I think what, what kind of what I'm predicting now is they will they will bring the Fantastic Four back obviously they will um, but they'll do it in a way that they'll say we've been planning this we've been planning it for years this was always the plan from the start um, you know all those people saying that there was there was dissension in the ranks and this like Ike Perlmutter kind of banning Fantastic Four you know don't you look silly now because look at what we've done you know we're bringing them back like we always would and it's like you know, yeah, we always knew you were bringing them back, but don't pretend that this was all some kind of big plan all along. Because, you know, Ike Palmer, you're bringing them back because you because you know. Yes, yeah, exactly. Them and and you, know. you know, it's a sound strategy. Don't get me wrong; like they did it with Thor, and um, you know, and they 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 did it with Captain America. Like they killed Captain America when they brought him back; he was bigger than ever. Um, Thor disappeared and when they brought him back he was better than ever um, Wolverine, you know, they're doing the exact same thing with Wolverine, like you, you send them away just enough to miss them and then you bring them back but, you know they, this was a situation that was not of their doing this was a situation that was forced upon them due to external pressures or internal pressures just mm-hmm. higher up um, and so, I, I mean I, 
that was that's always only ever been rumour, hasn't it? I mean, I think an interview with Jonathan Hickman all but confirmed it. Um, and I think um, many sources have kind of claimed it to be true. But it will always be a rumour until right. kind of years from now when like the, the kind of the you know untold marvel comics sequel <laughs> comes out you know and they and they reveal like uh, decides yeah we can yeah, test yeah. More because in the something like nope yeah someone said nope for a while and they just said okay and then they relented because they realized fine we guess we should bring him back shouldn't we yeah guess? exactly so um but yeah i mean that all that i mean i feel like i'm i'm coming across as this massive pessimist about <laughs> about marvel legacy and, and i'm not i am hopeful for it um i think it's it you know we talk about it being the the rebirth the dc rebirth of marvel comics and for all intents and purposes it absolutely is that you know and it feels intentionally it so yeah doesn't it doesn't even hide it, it. yeah um, and I think in that spirit, in the spirit of that, I think it achieves that. I think it's, I think it is a, a good first step towards a kind of a reinvigorated Marvel line. I think. And it will be interesting to see what, where the line goes as we head into 2018 and and beyond, and where they want to mm. take it, because that's going to be the key. Yeah is grabbing is getting with marvel legacy as people kind of hear like positive word of mouth start talking about it more and start getting more excited about it as by when his when his 2018 and you're going to start seeing like that you won't really know how marvel legacy ultimately did in sparking adventures of marvel universe again until about until about early 2018 yeah, you yeah. won't really get that full idea of okay this is where it did, it actually had an impact. You won't fully know it until later. But for right now, all we can do is go. Okay, they're they're in step in the right direction. Now keep it going. Keep keep it pushed. Keep pushing for the next step and keep seeing where you can take it. Because because let's face it, if Marvel's doing if Marvel's doing well, Marvel ends up doing better out of this. Then yeah. good for them. I I'll be more than happy to give them a pat on the back and go. Yeah, nice absolutely. Job. I mean. I mean, I love I love Marvel comics. I love the Marvel universe. I love the Marvel characters. So I want to see them do well. I want to see them go from strength to strength. And this is kind of a, you know, a lot of people have said the opposite. A lot of people have said it's it's less accessible um, to have the legacy number in. And a lot of people have said it, it's not enticing to new readers. I mean, I don't personally believe that. I don't believe that new readers are put off by big numbers. Um, I think. You know, when we were kids, when I first picked up a comic, I didn't pick up an issue one. I picked up, you know, I think an issue kind of, you know, 200 and something. God knows what it was, but the very first comic I picked up. Um, but um, so I don't think that 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 is off-putting. And I, but I think the opposite is true. I think, I mean, I, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm excited for the fact that they're going to be going back to the old numbers. I think, um, and I'm, I'm not a kind of person that is like, old school old fashioned like I love to see progress I love to see change I love to see new characters brought in you know mm-hmm. Moon Gun and Devil Dinosaurs one of my favourite you know comics and that's kind of as as modern and as fresh as you can get and as far from kind of classic Marvel as you can as you can get while still being a, a classic Marvel comic um, but I do I do like the idea that you know Invincible Iron Man is going to be number 593 because I remember picking up issue 500 i i remember issue 
you know, 450. You know, I remember reading those issues, you know, or the, the equivalent of them, whatever they were at the time. Um, but I, I remember reading those issues, like um, the, I remember reading, you know, issue 600 of, of Amazing Spider-Man, and I remember reading, you know, issue issue 700 of Amazing Spider-Man. So then the fact that it's now 789 is, is I don't know, it feels like it's, it's picking back up. It's picking back up the, the the issues and the comics that I read when I was younger, um, which is the point, you know, which is obviously why they're doing it. But it's interesting. Yeah, I I think also they kind of see that like DC's nearing like they're like really big numbers with their books, like action comics, like hitting like books hitting like a thousand and stuff like that. So they're thinking, yeah, we want some of that. We want some of those big numbers. So. That's why they're kind of thinking, hmm, let's go with these big numbers and see where we can take this. So, so pretty much like that's how that's a big another part of Marvel Legacy is like now we can show like, like you know we got our legacy too and we can start showing like Avengers seven hundred and like books hitting like eight hundred yeah. and stuff like that. So they got that bonus going for them instead of being like a like a oh ha ha this book hit like nine hundred da 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 now they can go no, we actually have our numbers at this number and we can show you guys what we're up to. And yeah, yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's good. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think we'll leave it there then. I think we've um, we've had uh, we've had a good uh, good discussion about uh, Marvel Legacy. I think yeah. um, I think it's a it's a great issue. I think I'm looking forward to to diving into these some of these legacy issues as and when they hit, and I'm I'm sure we'll talk about them more when they uh, when they come along. But, yes, um, we have. <laughs> I have planned to talk a lot about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I mean. You know, to find out, um, you know, to find out your thoughts. Where can people, where can people find you and your and your writing on the internet? Well, you can find me on at, and you can find me on Twitter at Geeku Landed, and also you can find my writing at geekulanded.com. That's pretty much, pretty much where I'm at right now, and pretty much that's where all my writing is, and that's where you can find me, easy peasy. Yeah. Then um, also, and also where we can also another host for that's the issue, for. Uh, because Matt hosts, because Matt hosts the site, hosts the uh, co- the podcast as well as myself on my own site. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and likewise with me, you can find me um, at Matt Loon on Twitter. It is Halloween season is upon us, um, so I have um, you know taken the the good duty, um, the fun new seasonal tradition um, of Twitter of changing my Twitter name and Twitter picture. Um, so you can find me. I'm at Matt Loon, uh, but when you find me, I'll be Vampire Bat Loon, um, which um, you know, which is a bit. It's it's not great. I'm workshopping it, but you know that'll probably be what I'll end up. It's 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 simple. It's it's simple in its elegance. Um, so you can find me at Matt Loon. Um, I will be you know posting the show up on SoundCloud. Uh, it goes up on Apple Podcasts. I um, mean, you know, you know where you found it. So um, you you know you found us. You're listening to this. Um, but uh, I also do it on my blog, um, awesomesourcecomics.com. Um, I do, as I, as I've said previous episodes, uh, geekulanded.com does do better show notes uh, than I myself do at this point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> By the time I've uh, edited the podcast and posted it, I just want to be like, right, done. I'm r- I'm rid of it now. Whereas uh, whereas Wes comes at it with uh, with a fresh perspective and goes, you know what I liked about this show, and just starts uh, talking about it. So. Uh, definitely check out both sites for the full picture of um, of our uh, of our thoughts on the show. 
Um, but that's it. That was our uh, our legacy special. Uh, join us next yeah. time. We're um, we're going to be getting into some Halloweeny spooky goings on. We've got some big plans for yeah. Halloween coming up. Um, we've got some. Yeah, and uh, also I want to add something. Yeah, go for it. Quick bit before we wrap this fully up. I am very horror inexperienced. I've seen a bit of horror stuff here and there. I've read a few horror comics here and there. If you guys got, I've been trying to get people to do this for Twitter, but it seems like trying to get that happening has i've gotten some people the bite but not really any full bite yet so if any of you guys have any horror books that you want to recommend me for being a horror novice or any horror movies like horror comics books movies whatever send them my way i i want to know because i'm actually gaining the experience more of the the spooky horror side of halloween for the first time in forever so hook me up look yeah great idea yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you can reach, you can reach uh, Wes at uh, at Geek Who Landed, or uh, you can email the show. Uh, we are that's the issue podcast at gmail dot com. Um, definitely, uh, let us know some of your horror picks. We'll be diving into some horror comics, uh, talking to some guests about horror comics, um, and uh, and hopefully a whole lot more for Halloween as well. So, um, so yeah, that's it for us. Until next time, uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Later. Xmas.